Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals and reviews of the latest gear and equipment and much more. Hey, what's it like when you fall out of a tree stand? Well, today we're going to talk about how not to do that. My name is Roy Canterbury. I'm going to be a host today on Archie Talk 101. And as you probably figured out, we're going to be talking about tree stand safety. And that is one of the things that is real important. Uh, we've, you know, we all know somebody that's fallen out of a tree. Uh, hopefully they didn't get more than just banged up a little bit, but some get paralyzed or even killed falling out of a tree. So very important to make sure you know how to get in and out of a tree stand safely, how to set one up, what precautions to take and, and everything else. So um, we're going to go over some of the different tips and, and tricks uh, that we learned over the years of how to put up a tree stand and, you know, how how to get in and out safely, what to do. Uh, I did a little search on the Internet to see, you know, I basically typed in tree stand safety and seeing what popped up. And there's a lot of information out there on different things. So I thought I'd kind of compile some of the parts together and give us a little information. One of the places I went to was a huntinglease.org. And you know, for those that are watching the podcast, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And we can kind of follow right along with what I'm talking about here. Let me move my little taskbar out of the way. Uh, one of them I found the tree stand, tree stand safety tips. And there are, are several things in there. They've got several little points to talk about in here. You know, you want to be safe in the tree stand. And it's evolved. Um, I remember first time getting up in a tree. I just climbed up the tree and was standing on a, on a branch and nothing to hold me up or nothing. And finally, I said, I need something to, you know, help me in there. So I just grabbed a rope, wrapped it around me. Probably not a good idea if I'd have fallen. But as we find out, that's there. And then I probably got a harness, uh, not a harness, but a safety belt, which just as a belt goes around your waist, has a little hook on the on the back. You can put on the back or the front and, and you're strapped to your tree. So you're not going to fall very far. Uh, but it, the problem with those is if you do fall, it's going to squeeze around your, your lower um, stomach area. And you're going to be actually hard to breathe because it's going to be, uh, you're going to be wedged in and just just imagine trying to push your stomach way in and then now trying to breathe. Uh, not very good. The harnesses are much better, but there's still risk with those. We'll get in that a little bit a little bit later, but let, let's go this tree stand safety tips. I'm just going to read through some of these uh, just, just to get you some information. Uh, this is readily available in a lot of different places. And, and I'll go ahead and leave a link to some of the tree stand safety places that I found here that have some good information. You know, some of them have some ads that run on there, uh, but there's a lot of good information. And like I said, this one's come from a huntinglease.org and then forward slash tree stand safety tips is where we got it from. Uh, those looking at the video, you'll be, you should be able to see uh, where I've got it from. But um, to help prevent tree stand accidents, you know, there follow these safety precautions. And the first one, the majority of accidents occur when the hunters are climbing in or out of the tree. And I've, I've seen that. I've seen how some of them are put up and I, you can see why. Uh, you know, you always want to use a safety harness. 
I never use a, a rope to replace a harness, which I just talked about. You know, I did when I first started. Uh, geez, that's probably been 30, 40 years ago at least. Uh, we didn't know any better. There wasn't really any harnesses out there for, for hunters. Uh, there was harnesses out for, you know, construction workers, but, you know, not really for hunters. And you know, those those weren't really set up for good for hunting. But now the newer full body uh, arrest safety harness is what they're calling them. They offer much more protection uh, than even the older models. And there's, there's cut, we can get into that a little bit later, but there's just the basic straps to the full, full uh, vest. Uh, now, one of the things you want to do is you want to read the instructions, um, you know, for proper use and adjustment of the harness. Each one of those harnesses are just slightly different. Uh, some of them will say on them, you know, right leg, left leg, you know, kind of stuff like that. But if you don't put them on right, they don't really work as well as they should. Um, and, and you really shouldn't be leaving the ground unless you have a harness on. I know we've all done it. It's not safe if you fall, you know, putting up a ladder stand, you really need at least two other people to help stabilize it while you're up there putting it up. You know, on your hang-ons, uh, those you can kind of do by yourself, but you just make sure you're doing it right. Uh, and you want to read the instruction manual um, for the tree stand itself when you get ready to put it up. Um, you know, homemade ones, unless you really know what you're doing, probably not the safest thing to do, uh, but you want to, you want to, Make sure you have a good quality stand. They just work so much nicer. Uh, now you want to practice your tree stand and harness on the ground, you know, prior to getting up in the elevated positions. Um, you, you, they say keep your manufacturer instructions on usage, you know, and in case somebody borrows your tree stand, they know how to use it. Um, use all the safety devices provided with your tree stand. Um, never exceed the weight limit specified by the manufacturer. You know, that's, that's all stuff in there that's kind of common sense. Uh, but, you know, they have to put it in there, you know, that, to protect themselves. Um, you know, if you do something stupid, it's it's on you, not the manufacturer. So make sure you're, uh, be aware of, of what can go wrong. Um, now, one thing you don't want to do is carry equipment while you're climbing. Um, for one, it's just a real hassle climbing up when you've got a whole bunch of stuff on. Uh, you know, I'll have a backpack on sometimes when I'm climbing. Uh, it depends on, you know, how big it is and what I'm doing. I might just go ahead and take it off because it's a lot easier to climb. You don't have that back weight, you know, pulling you back um, and just tie ropes to it and, and haul it up. You know, if you have more than one, you want to tie it, you know, have multiple tie uh, pull ropes. Uh, you can have as many as you want, you know, just, you know, one for your, your bow, one for your backpack and uh, one for whatever else you want. And if you're climbing up, you know, as you're strapped to your tree, you always be strapped to the tree uh, while you're putting your pegs in and and use um, uh, a, a line, a lineman's line. Um, what they have is it's a rope that's fastened to your tree and you fasten to a loop on the, the rope. I believe it's called a pressix knot. And what, what those do is they're wrapped around the string and as you pull on them, they won't move. They lock, but you can push them up. So what you do is you tie it to the tree up higher than where you're at as you put, you know, if you're putting pegs in, let's say you're going to put pegs in, uh, you're, you're going to uh, screw in your pegs on the ground. And I like to kind of use roughly take from, from one arm, put my elbow on the peg, 
and Lane and Karasu and put Mother Peg there. So I have a nice, comfortable climb up. Uh, I was climbing a pole one time for a different event, and the guy that put him in must have been six foot, six foot five, and he put him what would be a normal stride for him. Well, for me, it was yeah, way, way too hard of a stride. And you know, by the time I got to almost the top of the pole, uh, my knees were hurting so bad because I was so far up there. So make sure you put them in so it's a comfortable um, distance for you to climb. Uh, that way you're not having to stretch. Because remember, in the wintertime, you got big, heavy coveralls on. You're not going to be able to re reach as far. So make sure they're fairly close together. Um, I, I read a story where a guy put them so far apart that you had almost jumped from one peg to the next. He had long legs, and that way nobody could get into the tree except him. Yeah, well, when you got big, heavy clothes on, that, that's still not not good to do. So make sure you have a good uh, um, step so that you're not doing the big, long steps. Uh, about like what you do, you know, maybe going up steps or a little bit more than a, a step. You know, like you're going upstairs, you know, probably a little bit more than that, but not much. Uh, the more you have to bend, the, the more you're bending your knees, the, the more work it is to get up the tree. I'd rather take more steps and have to take longer ones, me personally, anyway. Um, now, and never carry in your equipment. You know, make sure your guns are not loaded if you're doing guns. Your broadheads are covered. Uh, that's kind of an obvious one. Uh, the, the muzzle should never, should be pointed downward at all times. Never climb uh, anything on your hands or your back. Um, you know, that, that just makes it a lot more work. It's much easier to haul up your backpack and, and your bow. And once you get up in there and they're trying to worry about it there, now you're trying to put everything, you know, you're getting fastened in, you're, you're moving from your, um, line to your, your safety harness or you know, your safety vest, uh, have fastened on a tree and you got a backpack on and you're turning, you know, it can push you so that you're right at the edge of your tree stand. So, you know, just just haul them up later. It it don't hurt anything. Uh, and, and even if once you get them in there, if you have to make a two trips up and down your tree stand, that's still better than trying to mess around with uh, um, having a bunch of stuff on your hands. Now, one thing you want to do, you want to test your tree stand every year prior to hunting from it. Um, you know, replace worn parts, you know, inspect to make sure no loose nuts or bolts. There's any rust on it, make sure you take care of it, make sure it's not rusting through because uh, you don't want your tree stand to fail. Um, and then one of the things, never modify your tree stand in any way. Um, I don't modify my tree stands, but what I will do sometimes is I'll bolt on a little bow holder. Um, that's not modifying it, but that's just bolted on to have something to hold my bow while I'm sitting there. Uh, you, you, start, you start drilling holes or anything else like that on there. Uh, now you're weakening the material and it's been designed at, to hold the weight with that. Now, if you degrade part of it, now then you're asking for trouble. Um, you know, what you want to select a healthy living tree um, within the size limits written by your tree stand instructions. Um, you know, I've been in bigger trees, smaller trees. The smaller ones get blown around the wind a lot more. I like a little bit bigger trees because they're a little easier to um not have movement going on as well as it's it's nice to be able to have a little um, cover you know if they happen to come in from behind you and you're on a little bit skinny tree you know maybe your arms moving they'll catch it or if you're on a bigger tree uh, you know you'd be heading a little bit more but make sure you know it's it's recommended for for that tree um, you know 
traits of rough, rough bark, um, you know, such as oak, you know, they, they work best because you got that rough bark and you can, things will grab onto a little better. Um, one thing I do on a setting of a tree stand, um, I have one that uses a chain that chains it on, but those that have a strap, I always put at least one more strap at the bottom, a ratcheting strap. And if it's a strap holding it on, I'll put another one at the top. So I want to have uh, three points of failure on those with straps and those with a chain. I still put one at the bottom, but that helps keeping the, the tree stand from moving. Um, now, the next thing they talk about is, is boots. Uh, you want to have something that's going to not be slippery when the if the platform gets wet. Last thing we do is fall, you know, because you slipped on your tree stand. Um, now, if you got ice, it's a little bit different story. It's going to be slippery, but if you get good quality boots, you're not going to have to worry about it that too much either. Um, on ladder type stands, you want to follow the three point rule or tree stand safety. Always have three points of contact, the steps or ladder before moving. Um, now the same thing when you're climbing up on steps, the same thing, what three points of contact, you want two arms and one leg or two legs and one arm at, at all times. That way, if, if something slips, you, at least you have another contact, you know, something else. If one of the pegs fall, you've got an arm and a peg left, um, an arm and a leg left, not a peg. Um, so that's just whenever you're climbing, you always want to do that three points of contact, always have that on there. And if you're climbing, you know, once you get your tree stand up, put one of those linemen's line in there with the Pressex knot on there. And when you're on the ground, just hook your tree stand and slide it up as you're going. Uh, you know, you've got your two hands on there and uh, you can just slide that knot up as you're going. And that way you don't have to worry about it. Now, next tip is climbing higher than the tree stand and then stepping down onto it. Um, you know, climbing up onto a tree stand is not good. Um, you can dislodge it because you're putting weight on it. I would rather put in a few more pegs so I'm standing above it and I step down on it so I can slowly put my weight on it and make sure it, it's okay. As I start letting my weight go down, if it slips, I've still got one arm and one leg left holding on to let it go ahead and fall. Uh, now, if you're using it as a step, and not, let's just say you're stepping up. You're using it as a step. You're climbing on it. It gives away. Now, all of a sudden, that, that tree stand leaves. And now, now all your force is going down, down to, to where the tree stand was. So always step down to your tree stand, not up, not up to them. Uh, you know, this one, <laughs> next one is never hurry. Well, as you get older, you don't hurry. Uh, you, you take your time. It's too much work. Uh, but, you know, you younger guys, sometimes you'll just fly up the tree stands. Um, but that can cause problems as well. Um, you know, you want to slow down, you know, even movements, no more than, you know, 10 or 12 inches at a time while climbing. You know, and that's that, that distance I was telling you about earlier that uh, you want to be able to comfortably step in that 10 or 12 inch step is going to be pretty good. That's a little bit more than a normal step is like seven and a half. So you're just, you know, a few inches taller than, than a normal step, which is still okay for climbing, you know, because ladders are spaced a bit further apart than a regular step. Um, now, don't fall asleep. Uh, that's the next tip. Um, 
it's a falling asleep is a common cause of accidents because what happens when you fall asleep is you fall out of your tree stand. Um, if you're set up right, sometimes you can doze off, but you know it's not always a good idea because what happens when you fall asleep? The deer walks by your tree stand. So just remember, if you fall asleep, the tree just walked uh, the tree by sleeping in the tree, the deer just walked by the tree. So that that's that's always seems like the way it goes. Um, now here's another part that is really good for um, going out, especially if you're going alone. You want to tell someone where you'll be hunting and when you plan on returning. Um, carry a whistle, first aid kit, flashlight, cell phone. Nowadays, we all have cell phones with us. Um, any hunter should have a flashlight with them. Uh, I carry a small flashlight with me every day, all day long. I just a little small one. It takes a, a couple of, um, I think it's two. Yeah, two AA batteries. And and that's that's it. I think I need to just take one. Um, yeah, it just takes one. So it's really small. I always have a flashlight with me. I don't want to use my cell phone uh, flash light on there because it runs down a battery and they don't last very long anyway. Um, I always you carry a first aid kit with me. I've always got some kind of a, a first aid kit, maybe not a full trauma kit, but I do have some first aid stuff with me, you know, whether it be uh, some bandages, band-aids. You know, when we're out there in the wintertime, it's cold. It can easily, you can easily get a, a cut on your hand just because of the cold and temperature, you know, do that. And then um, there is actually a link in this one on a free uh, online tree stand safety course, which might be kind of interesting to take a look at that and see what's in there. I might have to do that. Uh, and then there is a video link in here from the Tree Stand Manufacturers Association. And I might have to look at that um, too here. I'll, I'll put links to that in the in the comments here so that if you're interested in that, you can go ahead and uh, uh, check them out. I'm going to put this in here. I might go ahead and copy that into the comment. Let's, let's go ahead and click on it and see what it does. So you can put in your email and whatnot. Give me logged in, forget password. Um, and of course, oh, it looks like that might be something uh, worthwhile to, to check out. And then here is another one. I'm going to go ahead and post those into the group for some information on that. So let's take a quick peek at this one. I can sign in here, free trans safety course. Oh, that was the same. Oh, by Hunter course. Oh, this one's by a different Hunter course. So two different ones, same, same basic information. So yeah, those those might be good. I'll take a look at those, and maybe we'll do a review of of those a little bit later in, in a different uh, a podcast. Um, hunting from an elevated position provides advantages. However, it also provides certain risks. The majority of injuries to death occur because the user is not following proper safety procedures and following a few easy steps. Exit could be avoided. Now, let me tell you of a tree stand that I seen. I was getting up into. And I get up there and they put the pegs 
basically underneath the tree stand. So now you had you climb up and now you're you're not beside the tree stand, you're on the underneath side of it. So you have to kind of jockey around it. Well, I put in a few more pigs so I can get up and climb in it the right way. But you know, that's just some of the things, you know, they, they get up there and they don't put the tree stand where it's supposed to. You should be climbing up 90 degrees to your tree stand. So if you're climbing, let's let's do north, south, east, west. So say your tree stand is facing north. You want to put your pigs either on the east or west side of the tree. You know, or if your tree stands, if it's facing north or south, you want to be on the east, east, west side. Now, so you're climbing up on the side, you step down to it, not completely 90, but you know, enough so that you're climbing up there. And I like to put my my right foot will be right the peg right about the level of the tree stand and then my left foot goes up one more and i can stand up now i can step down to the level of my peg but i'm over onto the tree stand now i have a couple of uh, pegs in above me so i'm still hanging on i still got my couple of pegs up there to climb onto now the advantage of that is you're hanging on so you you still have your two hands and one leg attached while you're stepping down to the other one. And now once I'm in the tree stand, guess where my backpack goes? On one of those pegs. So I'll put it on one of those pegs. Now it's out of the way. I don't have it. It's handy because it's right there by me. It does provide a little bit more concealment. But that's um, that's one of those things that uh, uh, you think about there where, where you have different, um, you know, things to hang stuff on. I like to use some of those easy hangers uh, that, that fold either the two or the three section one, fold it out of the way, hang my bow on it when I'm not really, as I'm getting up there, I climb up, I got to get my safety harness on, I'm fastened tree, I pull my bow up, I hook it on one of those, I can let it sit there while I'm doing anything else I need to do, get on my backpack, get out my stuff I need to do. Um, I like to take my quiver off my bow so I have a screw in uh, adapter that will I have an extra receiver for my quiver and I'll put that in a tree so that it's nice convenient for me to grab if I need a second arrow um, I'll put that on there because I don't practice with my quiver on full of arrows um, so I don't hunt with it I use it just to carry them in uh, and then I hang them up so everything's out of there so I've got just a bow in my hand I don't have to worry about arrows I don't worry about broadheads all I've got to worry about is is my bow and my release and I don't have to deal with all the other stuff with having uh, arrows on your, your bow. Uh, they're nice and handy. I can just grab them, go, and load another one if I want to. Because um, I always have, you know, I hold six. I hold six broadheads in it. And then when I get up there, I've got five left in my quiver, one on my bow. And if I go more than that, I, I probably need to quit hunting anyway. So... <laughs> Let's see if we have any, well, we don't have any comments just yet, but uh, um, we'll take a look at, at here. If anybody wants to join in, feel free to join in. Uh, once again, we're, we're, we're talking about tree stand safety and I'd like to hear uh, you know, your stories. If you have any stories, put them in the comments and, and we'd like to talk about them. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different uh, sites out here that have, uh, I'm going to accept the cookies. Now, there's there's a whole lot of stuff here. Um, this one, tree stand accident statistics. Um, 
Are tree stands dangerous? How many funders fall? What are the odds that will happen to you? Uh, Wisconsin DNR study found that more you hunt aloft, the more likely you are to fall, require medical attention, look at some sobering stats. Well, if you're not hunting from high, you're not going to fall, other than, you know, tripping over the forest. Um, tree stand falls, not firearm accidents, are the largest source of hunting-related injuries and death in the U.S., according to the Wisconsin DNR. Around 28% of archers have fallen near, fallen or nearly fallen, and 13% of firearm users have fallen, nearly fallen from a stand, and also from the Wisconsin DNR. Approximately one in three people who hunt from a stand will experience a fall resulting in injury. That's deer and deer hunting uh, magazine. Get that out. Around 80 81% of fall victims require surgery, and that's a multi-center study. Um, so that's that's some kind of sobering statistics. I know of a few people that's fallen out of uh, tree stands. Uh, one guy says he fell and smacked his head and knocked himself out, and well, he woke back up and wonder what was going on. He didn't know he got to the ground. Um, but that's one of those you're climbing in. You don't set it up right. You don't use your safety belt or safety harness, um, and that can happen. Uh, climbing up or down and installing, removing a tree stand when most accidents involve tree stand occur. These factors uh, researched by National Hunter Ed also top the list of why hunters tumble from trees. Um, one, incorrect placement or using equipment. Uh, we just talked about that improper placement of the tree stand after climbing up. Mistakes climbing onto or out of the stand. We talked about a couple of things we can do to help alleviate that. Uh, using equipment damaged by exposure. Leaving your tree stand out for years. Um, you never know what kind of shape it's in. Uh, I remember one time I went to pull a tree stand out and I went to screw the pegs out and the peg just broke. You know, and that was, uh, it had been in there long enough that for some reason I went to unscrew it out of there and it just twisted the, the, the peg right off. You know, so it's stuck into the tree. Um, hunter's lack of knowledge of equipment. That's something that you want to make sure you know your equipment. One thing you can do is if you're using a, a hang-on tree stand, go out in your yard. You probably have a tree someplace or a pole someplace. Practice putting it up and taking it down so you're familiar with how it works. Um, you know, if you're using a climbing uh, stand, uh, put them on there and practice. You know, if you have a tree that you can climb up, you're climbing up three or four feet. Um, you know, it's good. You know, practice putting on your safety line and climbing and then moving your safety line as you're climbing up and, and practice on doing that whenever you can. Um, it just helps do that when it's it's nice out, not super hot, like middle of summertime. Um, uh, now, the, this is the part that you have to check. Excessive wear or stress of equipment. Uh, when you've had them out there for a while, um, trees grow. So if you have a strap and you leave it from year to year, so you put it up in the wintertime, you leave it over summertime. What's the trees do in the summertime? They grow. They don't grow in the wintertime. They grow in the, well, they grow some, but not much. Uh, they grow. So now the net strap is getting tighter. And then if you leave it up for negative, it's getting tighter. So it may actually be ready to break. As soon as you climb in it, it breaks. That's, that's why if you're going to leave it up for a while, 
loosen the strap. You know, let it just hang there. You can always tighten the strap up when you get in. Now, here is how to choose the right tree. Now, this is some interesting things I think we need to talk about. Safety hunting a lot begins with selecting a good tree. Because um, even the best safety system won't, won't be, isn't worth much if your tree stand snaps under the weight of a little wind. Here's some things to look for when picking a tree. A healthy living tree that's strong, sturdy to support your weight. A straight tree that's within cover. Uh, a tree that must that fits the size limit recommended your tree stand manufacturer is manual. A tree with rough, scaly bark like oak, maple, or pine. Uh, the straps can dig into uh, your birch. I think it's the birch that has the, the skin just kind of flakes off. Uh, the bark flakes off. It's smooth. You're not going to be able to fasten a tree stand to that very well. It's just going to be a two slicks. Two slicks? Too slick. Um, practice these six safety rules. Well, this looks like an interesting chart here. Uh, some of this I didn't review before I started. It's like, well, let's just review it while we're doing this. Um, Please recommend and help to reduce and stay in your deer stand. Have a success. Good luck and be uh, safely. Okay, number one, inspecting equipment. Number two, use your lifeline. Number three, wear a harness. Four, follow a three-point rule. Five, use a haul line. And six, have a hunting plan. So let's go back and talk about these a little bit more. Inspect your equipment. What you want to do is search for broken or loose parts. Ensure straps are intact. Steps are secure and harnesses are in good condition. I just got a, um, a used uh, um, tree stand and it uses the straps. Well, those are all going to go away. They're all going to get new ones. I'm not going to use those straps. I don't know how old they are. Uh, I don't know um, how good they are. So um, I'll just re re redo them. Uh, the, the stand itself looks in good shape. So uh, the, the straps, I figured I should replace those. Now use your lifeline. Uh, have a lifeline and get clipped in before you climb. Uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Put those lifelines on. There's that Presix knot. I think that's what it's called. Uh, and you slide, and if you pull on the loop, it uh, it locks. So you can slide, and then if you happen to fall, we'll go from there. Uh, where you know full body harness every time you use your stand. Put that harness on. Uh, full body harness. You know it goes over the shoulders, fastens in the, in the chest. You know strap goes around each leg. You want to make sure that it's fit good so that you don't have anything kind of pinched, you know, in there. You want to make sure it's fitting on there. Uh, you know, make sure you tug on it a little bit to make sure that it's, it's you know, not loose. Make sure it's snug. Uh, if, if you're wearing uh, coveralls, you want to make sure that it is, is snug enough that you, you're not going to be sliding through it, but not so tight that it cuts off circulation because you're going to be sitting there for a while or standing for a while. Uh, follow the three-point rule. Um, I'll use two hands and and a leg or two legs and a hand. Uh, that's always going to do it when you never take both of your hands off because it's too easy to just you know, fall back or lean back a little bit, especially if you're trying to climb wearing a backpack because those are heavy. They want to pull you back anyway. And if you let go with both hands, you know, it's likely it's going to pull you out. Uh, use a haul line. Uh, use a heavy cord to pull or lower your gear and, and weapon from your stand. Uh, all, all, my, all my stands have, have a pull rope on them and they hang down and I, I hook my bow to them. Sometimes I use, I have a hook on them. On some of them, I've had a hook 
I can just hook it to the part of the cam at the top, you know, where there's there's holes in them. Uh, it won't hurt the inside of the cam, you know, as long as you're not on the, the tracks itself. Make sure it's a big enough loop for that. Or just wrap your string around it and, and then tie it off with a good knot so you can pull your bow up. Um, also, you know, if, you, if you're using a backpack, you know, climb up with that. And, you know, maybe you can even fasten everything on there. I don't like carry a lot of weight. And one thing I don't like to put my bow and my backpack on. So I will get up there and I'll haul out my backpack. And if I need to, I'll go back and then I'll, I'll hook my bow on and pull up with that, you know, whichever way you want to do it um, or have two pull ropes, you know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, have a hunting plan. This we talked about earlier in, in the other one. Tell someone which stand you're going to be hunting, text or call them before and after using it. So you, you might, if you've got cell signal, uh, just text, text them and say, hey, I'm on my tree stand. And then when you get down, it's like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm down with my tree stand. Um, I got a deer or I didn't get a deer. And it's like, okay, I got a deer. I'm going to be tracking it. And this is, you know, this is the way it went. And if you need need some help, you know, just say, hey, you know, come out and help me track it or haul it out. You know, if you're hunting alone. So you want to inspect your safety equipment. You know, make sure you're inspecting it. And we've talked about this a couple of times. Make sure loose parts. Uh, check your lifeline. Make sure that it's not frayed. If it's starting to fray, uh, then it's not going to do any good. Uh, so make sure that's good. Uh, you know, we talked about your harness, three points of contact, haul line, you know, have a hunting plan. Make sure you have all that in mind. Uh, make sure, one of the things we'll do is make sure your broadheads are sharp because that's going to help in keeping you from having to trail a deer that isn't hurt very bad will die eventually but you know don't have a good blood trail you know you want to have that razor sharp because you know if you've ever cut yourself shaving it does not want to stop bleeding just a little bitty cut but if you cut yourself with a little bit duller knife you know you just sometimes just hold it for a few seconds and it'll, it'll seal back up so that's that's kind of what we have here for tree stand safety uh, definitely, if you have any experiences with, uh, um, you know, seeing somebody put up a tree stand wrong, uh, going through and, you know, not not setting it up right, getting in or getting hurt, or, or if you've had somebody that, you know, you know somebody or yourself has fallen on the tree stand, you know, what did you do that caused it? What, did, what, what are you going to do next time? Uh, that's just something you want to make sure that you get through. You want to be safe in your tree stand because after all, we like hunting out of tree stands because we have the elevated position. I prefer that over on the ground uh, because I can see things going on. I can see see things going that you can't see out of a blind. Uh, you, you can only see when they come up into the view. Uh, you're on the ground. I like being up above. Uh, it's just one of those things that, although here in Nebraska, when it gets really cold, a blind is really nice because they're a little warmer. You get out of the wind and you can always take some of them little little heaters that don't give off any smell and, and help a little bit that way for the heat. But, you know, I've been out where I've been in my coveralls uh, in a tree stand, but as in a blind and I was able to take my coveralls off because I'm not on underneath and knocked all that wind down. So that's something to think about, too. You know, if you're hunting from the ground, there's different things you have to think about as well, you know, because you're hunting from the ground. Now you have to worry about, you know, critters a little bit more. 
Although in a tree stand, those raccoons like to climb up past you. You know, they don't understand what you are. Squirrels don't understand what you are when you full camo. Uh, so that you have to worry about that kind of stuff. But if you're hunting from the ground, you have other things to worry about um, early season. Later season, you know, all, everything is pretty much hibernating. Um, you know, like you're, you're not going to really see your uh, your snakes and stuff like that come out. And a lot of your bugs are, are, are gone because it's so cold, at least up here in Nebraska anyway. You guys in the southern states and warmer clients, you have bugs all year round. Uh, we we don't up here, so uh, we, not not like you guys down there. But you know, hey, just let me know uh, for for those uh, watching this or listening to this. Uh, make sure you join the Archer Talk One Hundred One Facebook group. And there we have a lot of information and archers helping archers. Uh, we have bow techs in there that can answer bow questions. We have archery instructors that can answer you know your shooting form. Or if you have a problem shooting, you know, get in that group, um, ask, ask them help. And we have there, we have everything in there that you're going to need. Uh, we don't, we don't allow anybody to advertise anything in there. So you're not have to worry about being sold to. Uh, everything is there to provide information for you in the group. So come join us and um, uh, join a community that is just working to make it better for you. And this podcast is one of the ways that we, we help uh, archers, you know, talk about their archer, their sport, promote what they're doing, uh, hopefully learn and teach, you know, each other information. And, and that's, you know, why it's called Archer Talk 101 podcast, because we're here to help you um, in whatever way we can. So my name is Roy Canterbury. I've been hosting Archer Talk 101, and we will see you on the next one.